0: You are locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, Buckeyes fans? Welcome back to the episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is a Friday. April the second in the year 2021, and yes, it's been a little bit colder this week than many of us in the Midwest would like. But it's still been a great time to be a Buckeye. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jsteven07. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter as well at Locked on Buckeye Lineup for today. In segment two, we'll talk about the importance of delegation and why not having the D coordinator. Also being the DB coach is a wise move. Second three, your Buckeyes basketball team just got inked to play in another preseason tournament, this one in 2022. We begin today's show talking about the thing that has been the talk of the town, negative comments surrounding Justin Fields. This happens every single offseason. It always happens. When it comes to offseason comments, After the football season's over, between the combine and the draft, or between the pro day and the draft, I sit back and I say, I don't care about anything you say, show me the tape. Because a lot of the stuff that you'll see or you'll hear stems from the underwear Olympics. People out there wearing compression shorts and a t-shirt or no shirt at all, running running 40s, running cone drills, running shuttle drills, uh, running around bags, running over bags. If you're an old lineman, got to hit that, got to hit the sled, get around it. I mean, these are things that happen. But once again, the Underwear Olympics is not real football. And I think the thing that many fans have fallen into the trap of lately and media people as well, they're realizing they're looking at their viewing and they're analyzing people based off the underwear Olympics. Oh, he's going to be a surefire first for a uh, top two pick a uh, top three pick. He's just that good. Oh man, please sign me up for him. Why? Because of the underwear Olympics and media members, scouts executives, they fall in to the same trap. Not everybody, not all fans like yourself and not all media members either, but there are people out there that fall into the trap. Ooh, Hey, hey man, that boy looked good right there. You see that throw? Yeah, who who was on the field? Oh, that's him and his his receiver. Some guys around there snapping the ball to him. But I like that. Once again, who was on the field? Was it uh, 11 or 11? Was it 7 on 7? At least 7 on 7. I mean, it could be 7 on 7. No no shoulder pads, no helmet. Just guys out there guarding people. I mean, the skilled guys, they don't got to – I mean, who was on the field? Oh, it was just this pro day. So so, so you're going to analyze. You're you're going to break down a pro day workout and say, ooh, that's my guy. Or, oh, that's not my guy, based off the Underwear Olympics. And I think that's what's happening right now. People have gone out, and, and then, based off the Underwear Olympics, well, he did good here, but then we're going to go back to the film, and we're going to pick some things apart. Be careful. Be very, very careful. This time of year, fans, media members, they're going to be feeling some type of emotion, or they're going to be saying some things that, well... Just don't make any sense. I caution everybody, caution you. Don't let this talk that's going on right now take up all of your emotion, take up all of your time. It's not that important at all. You've watched the games, probably watched more games, uh, uh, every game of this player, and the scout may have watched a couple. I'm not saying that they don't watch the show, don't get me wrong, but a lot of the times, you may see a player one way because you've seen every snap, they may see a snapshot and say, that's how we're going to view this individual. Or you may go to the stat sheet and say, well, here's some advanced analytics, 20 yards, those those 20-plus yards, those between 10 and 19 yards, those, those type of aspects. Be careful. Be very, very careful. And what's happening this year, which probably happens, which happens every year as well, executives or scouts are filtering in comments about Justin Fields to different media members. A lot of you or a lot of you may have heard the comments that Dan Olavsky made where he is simply relaying a message that was given to him about what certain people are saying or how they view Justin Fields. Work ethic has been something that's been knocked from a couple people. people, uh, his throws to the number that aren't to the number one receiver. OK, I get it. I, I understand it. You've heard my complete you've heard my criticism or my analysis of Justin Fields. During the season, you've heard some of it after the season as well. But be very, very careful. I'm not I'm not going to attack or get mad at Dan Orlovsky. I am not. He could have chosen to relay the message or to not relay the message. He happened to choose to relay said message. So be it. The person that's going out and knocking that man's character and knocking his work ethic, we don't know if that's someone that has No, talk to Justin Fields personally or talk to Ryan Day or where the information is coming from as far as what Justin Fields on the field is. What we know about Justin Fields, Justin Fields did change his diet. He went to a vegan diet. If you have not tried doing that before, it's not easy at all. So he changed his diet to a vegan diet. He was a main person going out trying to get a football season played last fall. I remember watching an interview. On you, uh, good morning America, one of the good morning, uh, one of the good, uh early good morning shows, national shows, I right? just, and he's going, he was going to get up. I saw that interview. I actually watched that one live. He was going all around. we saw Justin Fields working and working and working and working and working day after day, after day, not, not, I was there personally, but just things that we're seeing on the, to- on the, on the social, on social media and those that were inside Ohio state inside that program, They have talked and raved about Justin Fields' work ethic. So with that being said, I caution everybody, every single person to not fall into the trap of what these analysts or scouts or executives are doing right now in trying to slander Justin Fields. It happens every year. It's going to happen next year. They may slander another Buckeye. They may say Ohio State has never had a a top quarterback or an elite quarterback or a good quarterback in the NFL. Whatever you want to say, the past is the past. This is the present. Be careful. I caution you. Because between now and the draft, maybe, maybe even after the draft, I'm pretty sure you're going to hear something else knocking the play of Justin Fields. Does it make sense to go that route? To me, no. But it's what these men do women as well. I'm not going to leave them out. It's what the executives and the scouts do to position themselves to get the player that they want. I have taken a step back. It's just how I do. And personally, I don't get all wrapped up in the talk of the town and what people are saying about fields. I be personally, I don't, I, I, this happened a couple, a few years ago, something happens right now on TV. I back away. I don't watch as much ESPN as I used to. FS1 as I used to. I just back away, do my thing day to day, and go about my business. The talk of the town is Justin Fields. The tape speaks for itself. We'll step away very quickly. When we come back, we'll go to the defensive side of the ball and why I think delegation this year is going to improve and help improve the play of the defense on the field. But first, check this out. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline here's you covered for all the news, scores, it's uh in odds. It's the best way to place your bets. And guys, it's even free to sign up. Head to betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device. And when you sign up, make sure you use promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that is betonline.ag. Go there on your computer or mobile device. And when you do, sign up. Make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski... Host Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today, wherever you get your podcast. If this is your first time listening or watching Locked on Buckeyes, I want to say welcome. Or if it's your first time in a long time, I want to say welcome back. Locked on Buckeyes drops a a fresh new episode for you every Monday through Friday. So make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast listening app you're utilizing right now. Or subscribe if you're watching via YouTube or check back daily to WKYC.com. The show is everywhere so you don't miss a beat. I love delegation. It may be something that's a little bit different for some. It may not make sense for a lot of people to say, oh, I'm going to delegate everything that's on my plate to certain people so that I can make sure that I am not overwhelmed. But as a leader at times in my life and over certain groups, delegation is wise. Delegation is smart. Think about your job for a second. Think about if your boss tried to do every person's job. Everyone, and go back to my first job. My first job was at a Starbucks. Starbucks inside of a Meijer. I was seventeen years old, I believe. I don't. I think it was like two thousand six, maybe. Um, two thousand five, two thousand six. I forget the exact time, the exact year. But I uh maybe two thousand five. I think it was two thousand five because I got it um around the, my junior year. Maybe it was two, some, somewhere on the line. Two thousand five, two thousand six, and my first job. I got it because I knew the manager. I didn't know they worked there at the time. I'm sitting down there in Meyer, you know, the old school way. You got to go, in, go into the store. You got to sit, uh, sit down at a computer, start typing away, start putting in your resume, not head of resume at that time, start filling out your address, where you live, all that stuff. So I was doing that all of a sudden over my shoulder, my left shoulder. I remember this very vividly. I look over and I'm like, oh, I know her. I know her. Well, her son was in the same youth group that I was in at church. So she looked at me and said, oh, aren't you so-and-so? I said, yeah. Aren't you? Yeah, that's me. Uh, well, whenever you apply, make sure you put Starbucks and I'll help you get a job. And so be it. She helped me get a job. Now, think about my first boss. Starbucks, inside Meyer. Gets kind of busy. Sometimes there are some slow moments. But think about it, that one person. Tried to do everything. Or if the person in charge, first name Julie, leaving the last name out. Think about if Julie tried to do a lot, and then all of a sudden, they had an assistant. And it was the head person, the assistant, and one person underneath. Morning, afternoon, and closing. You know know how bad that would be? Seven days a week? All those hours where you're running a short staff trying to help the company make some money. I get it. We're all in the business of making money. But at some point, you are going to get, there's my alarm, you are going to get a little tired, a a little worn down. You're going to want to take a vacation and you can't because you have nobody there to help you out because you didn't delegate and hire more people. Manager, assistant manager, and one person underneath that has no title at all, except for no higher title, except for team member. Being a team member is not bad, but team members need help, assistants need help, and the manager needs help. I think one thing last year that hurt the Ohio State Buckeye defense was having your D coordinator also being your secondary or DB coach I understand it it may be something that you think that person can handle maybe at the time that person could handle it if there were more players there that were more seasoned that had played more college football than what Ohio State had last year what we found what we find I mean, personally, personal opinion. I told her, told you, we're going to get a lot of more opinionated here on the show. So here we go. I personally believe having Kerry Coombs be the defensive coordinator and the secondary coach hurt Ohio State last year a lot, immensely. It was a big problem. Think about it like this: so you have a guy who is going to be your D coordinator and your secondary coach. Um first time being the uh, uh, first time coaching under this under Ryan Day and the offseason is different. So he's not only having to worry about the entire, about the secondary uh at the, in the offseason, the entire defense, the entire scheme. He's having a hard time implementing his own scheme, not just to his secondary, the defensive backs he's coaching, but to the entire defense. And we saw last year players consistently scheme schematically probably was a problem did he have enough time to properly put in his defense and put in the things that were what he wanted to do with his team I don't think so I don't think so at all now maybe on paper and uh behind closed doors in his office and in his lab he was able to get out his you know get a got a your boy got a notepad those of you guys watching the video right now I still use a notepad. You can see my handwriting here. It's not the best. It's a little chicken scratch. But I still handwrite everything. So I'm going to turn the page. And I'm going to start writing some things down. Uh, Boom. All right. Here we go. And you can put things down on paper. But sometimes putting those into practice via the guys that you're coaching on a consistent basis, that is a problem. And it does hinder you. I think this year, Nat Barnes being solely getting promoted and solely being a DB coach and Coons being only the defensive coordinator, that's going to improve the play. That's going to improve possibly the sleep, the sleep schedule. Uh, That's going to improve so much. It is just one thing off of the plate of one individual. And it's Ryan Day, as we have seen, delegation is not something that is just on the defense. We have seen him hire an analyst, offensive and defensive analysts. What is their role? to simply take some of the things off of the plate of the head coach in O.C. and D.C.? Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Why is that important? Because one thing we have seen right now, one, a lot of schools, the top-end schools, they have the money to pay these analyst roles. So these guys aren't working for a little bit under what they're worth. They're getting paid what they deserve. But also what we have seen, man, it helps with the health of these coaches. Can you imagine Nick Saban in today's NFL? NFL college football. I'm um, trying to do everything, trying to run everything. Yeah, he does run the. He is a, the head man there in Tuscaloosa. He could probably run for mayor, Tuscaloosa, win. He could probably run for governor in Alabama and win. Uh, just that's just the kind of uh, man and what he's built up there, down there in the South. But could you imagine? Could you imagine this offense and defense down there in Alabama if Saban didn't have an analyst and he had so many pieces moving in and out every single year going from Jalen Hurts uh, to going to, uh, uh, to a tongue of Iloa, to going to Mac Jones to going to, I think, Bryce Young next year. Think about all these quarterbacks that have come in, all these running backs, all these top end receivers, all this top end talent. Do you think Nick Saban could do everything by himself? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. And I think what Ryan Day has is doing and what he, we're seeing, he's delegating because he knows he can't do it all. He needs help. And the guys he's bringing in and he's delegating and promoting, they can help him and help the team be very, very successful. I'm going to step away one more time. We're going to basketball here in a second and talk about another preseason tournament that your Buckeyes are playing in, this one, in 2022. But first, check this out. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is it is a championship matchup, coconut brownie chunk versus cookie dough chunk. There is still some time to check this out and to vote to see who will win Built Bar Madness in 2021. Go to BuiltBar.com or to at Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked One NFL Draft host Trevor Sakuma and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Before we close out the show, I want to tell you about something to look out for for next week. Early next week, you will catch me, and I was—I will be—have the privilege to be on Locked On Giants, previewing some of your some Buckeye prospects and what how they might fit into the Giants theres A lot of defense. Um, Patricia Trainer did a phenomenal job with the interview. I believe it's going to air next Tuesday, but I do know it's going to be sometime earlier next week. Also, check out the One Giant Podcast, another New York Giants podcast. Giants must like Buckeyes. Check that out as well. Had a fun time with that with that uh guest appearance appearance on that podcast. Another thing checking out and talking about some Buckeye prospects and how they will fit possibly fit into the New York Giants scheme, both both offensively and defensively. Tommy Togiai, Baron Browning, Trey Sermon, Pete Warner, just a few guys that were talked about during that interview. Feels was touched on, but I don't think the Giants are gonna pinpoint and highlight a quarterback that high in the draft to get fields off the board 2022 just yesterday we talked we talked about the Fort Myers tip-off that Ohio State will be playing in later this year around Thanksgiving time in 2022 between November 21st through the 23rd the Buckeyes will be playing in the Maui Invitational you guys heard a little bit yesterday about my love about how much I enjoy pre-season tournaments and especially if they're around Thanksgiving time and if I have the opportunity to play at a pre-season tournament and I say pre-season like non-conference games and all of a sudden I have the opportunity to play in the states or out of the country if I'm going to be in the states I can be in Florida or if I could be somewhere where it's cold I'm going to pick Florida or outside of the country near the Caribbean because man that sounds so oh so nice. Hawaii, doesn't matter. It sounds so much better than these winners that we get here in the Midwest. The field that'll be playing in the 2022 Maui Invitational goes as follows. Arkansas, Arizona, Cincinnati, Creighton, Louisville, San Diego State, Texas Tech. One thing I know about some of these schools one the Louisville's gonna have a, t- a couple of local kids that I saw play high school ball. They'll be playing there. They're actually brothers, uh, Dante and uh DeAndre Davis, Texas Tech, Chris Beard is now at the University of Texas, San Diego State has been on a-, a trajectory as a mid-major that has been kind of moving up the ladder or staying very, very steady. I think there'll be another steady opponent right there in, in 2022, the Arkansas Razorbacks. We have saw how we have seen how they have improved over time. I think it don't continue to be better. Arizona, I like that one as well. Cincinnati, an Ohio school. And then Creighton, um, will they have a new coach by that time? By the things that um, uh, Greg McDermott said in regards to his team, his players, um, situations that were going on there at Creighton, I don't know. But I'm going to take a page from Mark Few's playbook and close this show out today. One reason that Gonzaga is so good at basketball, one reason that Gonzaga. Has been able to uh, recruit elite players. One reason that Gonzaga under Mark Few has not missed the NC2A tournament. Let me say it again for you. People harp all about Tom Izzo and how his tournament run and how it was almost going to be um, uh, messed up and thrown, thrown out the water and, <clears throat> and ended, but that didn't happen. And now we see that Mark Few or he gets highlighted. Mark Few, his team has not missed the tournament since he's been coaching the team. <laughs> Think about that. Spokane good for basketball, but how many times in the eighties and nineties did you hear about Gonzaga basketball? Everything that I have heard, Gonzaga basketball was not that hot back then. So now we have a coach, Mark Few, and one thing you look at and you see, Dirt, while he has been at while he has been at Gonzaga, is his non-conference games. They have been tough. He is not afraid to schedule tough teams, and one thing we might see in the national championship, excuse me. One thing we might see in the national championship is a matchup from earlier in the year that we didn't get due to, I believe, the Rona canceling the game. Looking to see Gonzaga versus Baylor. If you, I'm trying, look working on pulling up Gonzaga's non-conference schedule or schedule right now to see who they played this year. Um, it was a little modified non-conference schedule due to the Rona and the timing and the start of their season. Um, but in the non-conference schedule non gone slate. Gonzaga played Oklahoma. They didn't, then number 18. Creighton, then number 15. USC, then number 16. They were, <clears throat> they didn't know. That was, that was in tournament, excuse me. So here we go. Regular season. They played Kansas. They played Auburn. They played West Virginia. They were supposed to play Baylor, supposed to play some other schools that got canceled. They played Iowa as well. So let me see here then number six, then number 11, then number two were supposed to be scheduled, and then the number three team. Won all of them. Uh, 12-point win, uh, 20-plus point win looks like, uh, 23-point win against Auburn, uh, five-point win over West Virginia, and then over Iowa, that was an 11-point win. Only one single-digit win for the, the Gonzaga Bulldogs all season long, and that's a proper way that we have seen Mark Few continue to prepare the Gonzaga Bulldogs for a deep tournament run once again. And this year, they look like the best team in college basketball. And Chris Holtman, he could look at Mark Few, he could look at all the other great coaches around college basketball right now and say, what are they doing in the non-conference? Playing in more tournaments. Playing more harder competition during the early part of the season. Playing more back-to-back-to-back games where you're playing three games in three days. You're a youngster, you're 18 to 22, you got the energy to do it. I know when I I could I know when I was that age I had the energy and I could do it now. I don't play basketball consistently, but if I needed to play three games in three days, sign me up. I could do it. These non-conference games are good for two reasons: one, not just only because you're able to go out and go to a place you might not get to go, and it's a free trip, but two, it properly prepares you for the long stretch, the grueling run that you'll see that you'll experience during the NC two A tournament. Early games, good games, tough games early on in the season prepare you for the Big Ten regular season tournament. Prepare you for the Big Ten conference tournament or Big Ten regular season, Big Ten conference tournament, and then to prepare you for the NC two A tournament as well. Would Gonzaga has been have been as dominant dominant if they didn't play those those tough games early on? I don't know, but it sure seems like those tough games early prepare them for the long run that they've gone on. In this season. Thank you guys so much for listening and enjoying another episode of Locked on Buckeyes. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at JSteven07. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter as well at Locked on Buckeye. Remember guys, five-star reviews. Fill up that review section on Apple with five-star reviews. Other places you can listen to and enjoy Locked on Buckeyes are the Odyssey app or Google Podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Just to name a few places you can subscribe or follow Locked On Buckeyes so you don't miss a beat. Come back next week. I know I've been teasing a little uh, two part series that I've been talking about, what we're going to do for quite some time with so much news coming out that gets pushed to the back burner because the current news is always most important. And guys, no matter what people say, Don't let them derail you and keep that hashtag going. And remember, there's two words we're going to end this show with once again. And it's something that I think we should do consistently at the end of every single show. Go Bugs.